0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Rest of Season Rankings Fantasy Baseball Podcast. And I am Andrew Seifter, uh, joined as always by Lauren Auerbach. Hello, hello. And Lauren, uh, you know, we did a trade deadline preview show mm-hmm. last week, and we we had all these thoughts about what might go down, but I don't think we really <laughs> fully appreciated the magnitude of what we were about to witness.
1: This was the craziest Trade deadline. I mean, it was it was great. I loved following it. I loved kind of the rumors for the weeks, you know, uh, up to it. Um, but what went down, you know, at the at, at the end of the day, it was just like, whew, still, I feel I still feel like I'm recovering, you know,
0: I know me too. And as you know, as we've told our listeners before, we're both based out of the Washington DC mm-hmm. area, and have both uh, sort of taken a liking to the Nationals uh, over the last decade or decade plus as (laughs) as the case may be dating ourselves but uh you know it was pretty heartbreaking as a nationals fan Mm -hmm. uh you know i had sort of mentally prepared myself uh for the possibility that the nats would deal max scherzer who is basically my favorite player in the game Mm -hmm. um but the fact that it ended up being scherzer and trey turner uh, was was really a gut punch.
1: That was the kicker there. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you know, the Nets said, you know, listen, we're we're willing to trade anyone but one Soto. And I thought that was just kind of talk, you know, but nope, they went and, you know, offloaded like 30 percent of their team. And yeah, it was Trey Turner. Now, Trey Turner is actually my favorite uh, national. And um, I was just like, oh, Man, you know, I mean, you're right. That is, that, that was kind of the gut punch. And, um, I think it was kind of a sad day, uh, here, kind of in the DC area with, with the Nationals. I think it was just something, uh, with that ter- Turner pick in particular that just wasn't expected, you know?
0: Yeah. And, you know, I do give credit to Mike Rizzo, the general manager of the Nationals, in the sense that, uh, he's decisive. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. You know, he, he it, basically, once he decided that, he was going to trade Max Scherzer. I think it sort of set off this series of events where uh, he he really cleaned house. And, um, you know, I, I kind of... The, the reason the Turner one is really frustrating is just because he is under team control for another season. So maybe you get more value now than you would trading him next year. But at the same time, that gives you another year to try to work out some sort of a long-term contract with him. Right. Um, you know, the Nationals are not... Uh, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, they're you know, they, they should have a little bit of money to play around with, um mm-hmm. to sign their own stars. Um and, you know, as much as I love Scherzer, he is thirty seven years old and I, I could see I could see the value of cashing out on guys like him, on uh, guys like uh Kyle Schwarber who we'll we'll talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the relief pitchers, Brad Hand, Daniel Hudson. Like trading those kind of chips makes sense. But mm-hmm. Turner was, you know, he really should have been a part of this team for the next decade you know so that 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 was that was tough and um, I also think in terms of the players they got back um, you know they got they got the Dodgers to cover some of the money uh, in Scherzer and Turner's contracts and I think that kind of lessened the return uh, that the the Nationals got not to say uh, Kiebert Ruiz and Josea Gray are not great prospects they are but um, when you're giving up arguably the best pitcher in the game and one of the you know ultimate uh, you know cornerstone franchise type players in Trey Turner, um, you should be getting a boatload of talent. And I, I'm not; it, it felt a little bit uninspiring uh, the return overall.
1: Yeah, it did. It felt a little light. And um, I think as a Nats fan, you also tr- you know Turner was the one you wanted to see uh, get signed long term. So you've got that Soto Turner uh, duo, and then you can kind of work. Um, and fill in the holes around that and i think that to not have that now it's it's just you know it's a little depressing but um yeah well you know I, oh yeah go on.
0: well what i was gonna say is when i'm depressed by my real life teams that i root for mm-hmm. i i love to go to my fantasy teams because that's that's my salvation uh that's sort of uh a big part of fantasy sports for me in the first place honestly is just uh not being at the at the whims of your real life team, whether they make poor decisions and mismanage the team, uh, you know, and it used to be before fantasy sports that you would just have to suffer through that and you had nothing else to turn to. But now uh, we can always be, the, our own GMs and say, you know what, we're going to do a better job than Mike Rizzo did, right?
1: <laughs> right. It's a little sports <laughs> escapism, right? I mean, you know, it's like, I don't like what's going to go on. I'm going to go manage my own team, you know, and exactly. go and turn that way. So, exactly. Yes. So
0: why don't we break down the fantasy implications of this deal real quick, and then we can move on to some other deals because there are a lot of trades to get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to
1: kind of There's a lot to to talk about. Um, Yeah, I think long term, you know, Juan Soto's value goes down. Um, You know, he's got no one around him really, um, you know, in terms of kind of run production stuff. And so I think um, especially kind of dynasty and kind of keeper league stuff, I think you'll see kind of a dip in his numbers. Um, But, you know, when you look over, I think over at the Dodgers right now, they have this like video game lineup, right? (laughs) From top to bottom. And um, I think that, especially Trey Turner, you know, they're talking about playing him at second. So he'll get, um, he'll have two, uh, you know, multiple position eligibility. Um, And I just think that this this is a boon for, for Trey Turner, and um, it's also not too bad for uh, Max Scherzer, you know, to play with, um, you know, play with the Dodgers. I've got one of the best best lineups, you know, in your corner to put up runs, and uh, there's a lot of win potential um, with him. Uh, so, I don't know, what, what, do th- what are your thoughts on kind of the fantasy implications um, for either Nats and or Dodgers?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what you said about Scherzer and Turner. I think, uh, I think big picture, they're such – Great fantasy as uh, assets already that their value can only increase so much. Mm-hmm. It's sort of uh, the rule of diminishing returns, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. So I think they were already elite, elite players, and now they get a slight bump. I mean, I, I agree, Turner. Uh, if he does get that second base eligibility, that's a, that's a nice little. Uh, prize in keeper leagues Um, you know we, we only have a couple months left of the season here for redraft purposes so by the time he gets that second base eligibility it may not make a huge difference for that many fantasy teams this year but if you have him in a keeper or a dynasty Format and you can plug him in at second base next year. Uh, we, you know, there's so much more talent at shortstop than at second base in today's game. So uh, that that is a huge uh, thing, especially if you have another uh, good player that you can play at shortstop. I think that's the kind of thing that could really help a dynasty or keeper league roster. Um, as far as Scherzer I mean the Dodgers are the best I mean that's the best situation to pitch in in all of baseball for my money and it has been for a long time Uh, you know he doesn't need a pitcher's park uh, to be successful Mm -hmm. but it's a great pitcher's park Uh, he's going to get that additional run support you talked about which um, should increase his Mm -hmm. win potential Um, so yeah and uh, you know Also, from a keeper perspective, I think, um, you know, with him being back with the Dodgers again next year, that's another that that looks good for him uh, to keep sort of aging gracefully, I guess you could say. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I think they both get a slight bump, but I am very interested also in. ruiz uh keeper ruiz the mm-hmm. catching prospect uh and josiah gray uh the right-hand pitcher that the nationals did acquire in the deal um because i think both of those guys are probably going to end up in washington sooner rather than later mm-hmm. uh you know uh with ruiz he he sort of has been one of those guys that's been flying up prospect ranking uh lists uh this season uh he was considered um the uh, the the second best prospect in this in the uh, or he's considered now the second best prospect in the national system, I suppose. Um, but you know, he was hitting uh three eleven with sixteen home runs uh for triple a for the Dodgers triple A affiliate. Uh so, you know, an impact catcher, uh, uh an impact bat at catcher obviously is an exciting idea. Um we'll have to see how he transitions to the majors he, he uh had, you know, had very limited opportunity in in LA because it's so hard to to right. get into that lineup, break mm-hmm. through there. But I think in Washington he's going to get an extended run. So um, if you're looking for a catcher in a fantasy league, you could catch lightning in a bottle there potentially. Um, and then Josea Gray, uh, you know he uh, he uh, hasn't pitched much this season uh, in the at the major league level either, uh, but he's uh, been uh, you know, has a lot of strikeout potential, uh, had pretty good, uh, or very good minor league numbers really, um, with the Dodgers, um, throughout the low and high minor. So he's a very intriguing arm and, you know, Washington's not a bad place to pitch either. So, uh, you know, once he gets another shot, I think he's a player that, um, will be worthy of some interest in uh, mixed leagues.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then um, kind of switching over to the Dodgers real quick, do you think there's going to be a, a lineup crunch like once, say, Mookie Betts comes back? I feel, you know, both like, you know, both AJ Pollock and uh, Chris Taylor, they've been playing well lately, you know, and, you know, we've we've talked about, um, you know, how great this, this uh, Dodger lineup is, and sometimes these guys kind of fly under the radar, but I feel like one of them may get squeezed out Um but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a tricky, it's a tricky situation because Mm -hmm. based on merit, the guy who really should get squeezed out is Clay Bell, Cody Bellinger, I should say. Um, You know, he's the one that's a complete mess right now at the plate. He can't, he can't hit at all right now. Um, So I think it's interesting because the Dodgers obviously have their sights set on uh, a repeat championship. Mm -hmm. um, But they also are trying to get, uh, you know, one of their best players, right. And, uh it's it's gonna be harder and harder for them to justify giving Bellinger uh regular at bats when they have so many great options uh and they can't fit them all into the lineup. Like mm-hmm. like you said, Chris Taylor has just been a, a revelation this year. So it's really hard to justify taking him out. I mean the fact he can move around and all over the field makes right. it easier to get his bat in the lineup, but you still have to sit somebody every day, you know, and now Corey Seeger's back too um You know, I I do think Pollock is he's had a really good season, too, but he could be the odd man out if they're going to be really adamant about sticking with Bellinger. Um, But I I think the way it probably works out is that you just end up seeing uh, everyone getting a day off a a week. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just uh, it's going to be sort of a slight uh, downgrade really for (laughs) for all of their players in, in leagues where you have to set a weekly lineup.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So let's move on to some mm-hmm. other deals. It turns out that um, uh, we will we will get to some other Nationals deals. But first, I think in terms of the magnitude of trades, uh, the, the Nats were not the only team that ended up having a fire sale. You also saw uh, the Chicago Cubs mm-hmm. have quite a fire sale. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so they, they why don't we talk first about the Chris Bryant deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they traded Chris Bryant uh, to the Giants, Um, I'm not sure that either of the prospects that they got are going to uh, have much uh, impact from a redraft uh, Mm -hmm. perspective. But uh, what do you think about that trade?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a lateral move for for Bryant. I mean, he's he's kind of, you know, he started out really hot and then has cooled off. But, um, you know, I think that um, I, I don't know. I feel like his kind of value, there's minimal kind of impact overall um but it is a nice bat and i get just this, just a side thing i i did see that did you see that both um or that all of like bryant bias and rizzo they all home run they all homered in their uh first games in their new parks <laughs> did you happen to see oh that? that's cool i <laughs> didn't i knew i knew
0: i knew about uh rizzo and uh bias but yeah. i hadn't seen that about bryant.
1: yeah yeah and so they all they all kind of did well um but I mean, this is probably good for for the Giants, you know. And um, but I think it's kind of a lateral move move for for Bryant. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I I don't. I mean, I, I'll preface this by saying I don't think either of us are the biggest fan of Bryant mm-hmm. um, as a fantasy player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's a good player, certainly a solid player. Yeah. Um, but I think we both kind of called it that he was gonna that he was playing over his head um, Mm -hmm. early in the season. And that based on what we had seen from him over the last few years, um, it was hard to really buy in that he was suddenly back to his MVP form Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So I think we have seen him, uh, seen him slow down uh, as the season has gone along, especially from a power perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know uh, I think, he fits well with the Giants on a, in a real life uh, perspective. I mean, that's a team that we've talked about on the show before, that they uh they just seem to know how to get great performances from players. So it wouldn't surprise me that if we see, you know, uh the best version of Chris Bryant the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's it's uh it's not the greatest division to to, to be in offensively. Uh it's not the greatest park to hit in um so you know I I, I don't think it's going to be some massive boost for him but uh I yeah I would say uh, you're right it's pretty much a lateral move really mm-hmm. yeah um and then what about the uh the Javi Baez deal um so he goes to the Mets <laughs> yep um and you know that's uh again uh Pete Crow Armstrong is a interesting prospect but from i think you know from a redraft perspective we can really focus more on on Baez's value what do you think about that
1: um well you know we've talked about bias before we both like bias um and i think that uh he should i think you know he should be getting more runs i think it's a it's a little bit of a boost for him and i i guess he'll um he'll be uh taking over uh lindor spot right now right and then mm-hmm. um and then when lindor gets back um He'll be uh, back at, I think he's playing second. Um, yeah, they're, I think gonna, that, they're
0: talking about shifting him to second. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: you know, he and and this is something that's, you know, outside of stats. But, you know, he and Lindor are very, very close. And so, um, you know, I think maybe if you have some of that kind of camaraderie and you've got one of your, you know, a little your best buds also uh, with you, I think that, that that's always kind of fun. And I think that they, uh, with the Mets kind of leading the NL East right now, um you know, maybe that kind of put some, some fire under guys, you know, he's, he went from the Cubs to the Mets and now, you know, he can, uh, you know, he may be a little bit more competitive, even though I think that he always is competitive, but I think that, um, it's a boost for him run wise. Um, like the Dodgers, I think you may, there may be some, someone squeezed at some point once, um, you know, Lindor comes back. Um, but I think that it, it it's good for him. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, whoever gets squeezed, it's not going to be Baez. (laughs) No, 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 uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I agree with you completely. I I, I think, um, you know, part of this is narrative street, certainly, Mm but uh, Baez is a very emotional player, and I think being in a pennant race, being in the Big Apple under the the media spotlight, uh, being with Lindor, all of those things are probably good for him because I think he, he... he does not shy away from the pressure. He does not shy away from the spotlight. If anything, I think it motivates him even more, and he uh, he really produces even better uh, in those situations. So um, I I kind of can see that happening. It is it is a narrative kind of argument, but I can see him maybe being really excited by this this move and. Um, Really, uh, you know, sort of flying all over the place, maybe attempting more stolen bases. Uh, You know, those these little things that are more based on just how motivated you are and how excited you are, because I think he's going to be pretty fired up uh, to be to be on the Mets. And then it's similar to what you were saying about Trey Turner uh you know i think from a keeper perspective because i have bias in the league that Mm -hmm. you and i are in together uh the fact that he could get that second base eligibility is very enticing so uh if you play in a dynasty or keeper league uh you should be counting those games uh until he meets that eligibility requirement uh in your league to get that second base eligibility
1: yeah yeah no i think i think that it's good for him
0: yeah now um the other, the other, the third big cub to get moved, um, in, uh, as far as their offensive players, at least. we'll, mm-hmm. we'll have to get to uh, the Craig Kimball trade as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Anthony Rizzo uh, ends up with the Yankees. This, this is uh, this is
1: very good news for Anthony Rizzo.
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems like it, right? You
1: know, it's like those kind of like left-handed uh, power hitters. You know, they play really well at, at Yankee Stadium, and like I said, he's already. I think he's had actually hit two homers since he's um, um, been there, um, and so yeah, I mean, and the Yankees got you know him and Gallo, so it's like they got you know they got two kind of big um, uh, power guys. But I think that something- <laughs> are they like
0: trying to uh- <laughs> are they trying to start like a beer league softball team or something? What's going on
1: here? I don't know. Yeah, I know. Like I don't I don't know, but it's just the you know the yankees are they they've brought in some power i it's i think what is interesting is to see um because we have talked about voight a fair amount um what happens to voight um you know when he when he comes back um i don't think that it looks good cuz he's also a power bat um but he just you know that, w- there's injuries with him he's and um he just kind of hasn't really found his stride this season but he still has he, you know he's still a good power bat but I feel like he may lose out because I don't know where else he plays outside of first base. Um, So when he Mm -hmm. returns, I'd be kind of curious to see uh, what happens. Can they stick him in a
0: corner outfield spot, maybe?
1: Could you see him in the outfield? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like unless there's an injury and the Yankees are prone to injuries, but... I think barring an injury I don't know I'm kind of I don't I don't know about Luke Voigt. Well, really or
0: not. do you put Stanton in the outfield you and could put, put him at DH Yeah I, I mean, mean it, the the Yankees outfield. are a crazy I mean this is a crazy looking roster I, <laughs> No, <laughs> like, I know <laughs> to have to have like Giancarlo Stanton, Joey Gallo, mm-hmm. Aaron Judge, uh Torres, mm-hmm. Luke Voigt, mm-hmm. uh Anthony Rizzo. I mean like how many guys there are like they should have traded for Javi Baez because they've got every guy in the league who is swinging out of his shoes, uh, uh-huh. trying to hit the ball over the fence.
1: And, and Gary Sanchez is doing it right now. You know he's yeah on a Gary. San-
0: How could I forget yeah. Gary? Yeah,
1: I mean, so yeah, I I don't really know. It'll be interesting, but I I, I do think. So they this
0: balance is- all that out with DJ Lemayhu? Is he like the one, like you know, traditional like? You know Wade Boggs esque right. batting average right. guy to balance out all these like you know nineteen twenty seven Yankee mm-hmm. sluggers. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I think that um, it's, it's very interesting moves, but I think they're just like we're going all, we're going all in on the offense, and um, yeah, we'll see. I just I, I think that Voit does end up kind of being a loser here, at least right now with everyone healthy though. So, but yeah, I think it's a good, it's a very good thing for Anthony Rizzo. Um, Enjoy Yellow. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, yeah. You know, him coming aboard. Yeah, as
0: well. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I agree. Um, I uh, I think the health thing. You know, Stanton and Voit are just always, uh, and even Judge, to be honest, are always kind of mm-hmm. uh, the next injuries hey, around the corner for it. those J- guys.
1: Judge has been doing well so far. He's made it through half the season, <laughs> and he's you know fingers crossed.
0: I know. I know you're yeah, the, the know. leading the, the Aaron Judge bandwagon. Yep. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, it's it, it it's going to be interesting from a real-life perspective because they didn't do much at all to address their pitching uh, other than acquiring Andrew Heaney, who's kind of just a back-end yeah. starter, really. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. they're, they're really going all in on the beer league mm-hmm. softball. <laughs> yep. It's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah, we'll see how it plays. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, with Joey Gallo, I think it's uh, – it's kind of the same thing. It's um, it's a good environment for him mm-hmm. um, to continue to do what he does, which is just hit for a massive amount of power. Uh, yeah. And he should get so, more run
1: support in New York versus Texas. So that's always good too.
0: Yeah. And he is an underrated real life player because he's uh, you know, a, he's a lot better in on base percentage than mm-hmm. batting average. True. So he's, he's, he draws a ton of walks. Um, So he is kind of that, that three true outcomes kind of player, but um, you know, two of those outcomes are good ones. So right, yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess uh, while we're talking about the Cubs, we should probably oh, uh, right. mention, well, uh, we... or why don't we get to the cl- the relief pitcher deals after uh-huh. you want to do that? You sure. want to, you want to uh, stick with uh, with the uh, offensive sure. deals. Sure, sure. Um, Let's do that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's not. I, I don't know if there's a ton of other big offensive deals uh, to really talk about. Um, Schaubert
1: uh, went to to Boston.
0: That's true. I that's mean, true.
1: We kind of all know what, what Schaubert is at this point, but I think that I think that's probably a good move for him. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like he was just on this unreal power run before he got hurt, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of like going to Boston, you could kind of see a scenario where he finishes the season with a similar kind of hot streak, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd also be curious to see. I mean, I don't know how well of a real-life fit he is there because I think they're going to have to try to play him at first base, uh, Yeah. which I don't know how that's going to work out. But from a fantasy perspective, first base has become a kind of uh, dead zone for – offense so if if he does get first base eligibility uh that's not insignificant mm-hmm. um you know i i have him stashed in our league on the il and uh you know i'm i'm going with uh you know uh Jesus aguilar and uh uh and uh boom at first mm-hmm. base so i could you know I, mm-hmm. i'm i'm eyeing potentially schwarber being my first baseman in september yeah. um that could be exciting that
1: could be good could be
0: good, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the I guess the Braves actually have been acquiring <laughs> a lot of outfielders, yeah. I don't, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, they're, uh, yeah, you're kind of a Braves fan. I'm a Braves fan, it's kind those? of interesting moves. They, um, they acquired um, Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall, um, uh, who else did they acquire? Are uh, Eddie Peterson, Rosario? Eddie Rosario, that's right. Um, th- yeah, it's, I don't, I. I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, Solaire's been um, heating up, um, and, I mean, we kind of all know who Solaire is. He's kind of streaky, but um, he seems to have found his groove in July and and after the All-Star break. And, um, you know, Adam Duvall, he's been playing pretty well the whole season. Um, You know, I mean, it's interesting because the Braves, um, I guess – what are they? I think they're like four games back maybe in the uh, in the NL East. But um, the NL East is kind of, you know, you can win that division. So I think they probably are like, well, we can like, you know, let's make, make some moves. And um, they have a whole new outfield now. And I think, um, you know, losing kind of Acuna and then, you know, Zuna's been out for a little while. But um, I don't know. I, I think it's good. You, you know, they, I think they, it's kind of an E for effort, injecting some power um, in, in the lineup um and i think for solaire in particular i think going from kaufman over to um to the to the is it suntrust stadium over there now i don't know what it is but um you know who he, can keep up with all I these know corporate it's like names. <laughs> he basically he goes into to a better uh park as does uh adam Duvall. um so who knows i don't know maybe 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 the braves will catch fire and um this will all sync up for them and then they um and then they the they end up leading the NL East and they knock the Mets out who knows I don't know um
0: yeah I mean I I think from a real life perspective um you could you could say that they made some nice kind of under the radar moves mm because it didn't cost a lot to get any of those guys uh and they're all established major league hitters who um can be really good when they're going when they're going good Mm -hmm. you know um Mm -hmm. and I think like you said, Soler seems to, something seems to have clicked with him recently. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he hit like 48 home runs two years ago, so mm-hmm. we know the upside if he gets hot. Uh, Duvall was very hot earlier this season, so um, he can be quite good at times. My favorite of them is actually Rosario. I think he's a really good hitter. Um, you know, th- this year hasn't been one of his best, mm-hmm. but uh, he's just a really talented player, and you know i i think they got they got him for nothing it was a basically a salary dump from cleveland which uh poor indians fans or guardians fans i should guardians, say oh yeah uh yeah right um had to deal with once again their team being cheap and giving up talent for not i mean they got like pablo sandoval back in that deal or something mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah. um but uh yeah so i, I mean i think uh rosario is an, an interesting name to me um, but yeah. all three of those guys yeah. could potentially be useful peterson is more of like a platoon guy right. but he can be very good uh if used appropriately
1: mm-hmm. yeah i agree
0: and then there are a couple other offensive deals to bring up real quick so the brewers got eduardo escobar uh, right. from the diamondbacks yeah. and then uh the a's actually uh, acquired starling Marte, who's a darn that, good player that off um and that was an interesting deal because that was actually for jesus lizardo yeah um did you want to talk about either of those moves
1: um sure i mean i think that the, i think that it's it's good like you know we talked about Marte uh in the previous pod you know we're both big fans of him and really wherever he goes i think that he's it's it's a plus i think that he um uh, it's it's good for him. I think that he is actually. You know what though? I I feel like maybe his steals may go down a little bit because I think they have him um, batting second at this point, whereas he was leading off um, in the Marlins. But I think that he's uh, behind. Um, I think Canha maybe. Let's um, look at their lineup. Um, so I feel yeah. like maybe his um, his steals may take a little bit of a bump, and then you know the Coliseum isn't really the greatest place to hit offensively, but I think that he'll do fine, but you could see a little bit of of dip in his steals.
0: Well, that would be a big deal because I mean, he's a very good fantasy player and a big reason for that is the, is the steals. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not a huge power bat obviously. And uh, so, you know, he, he can hit for a high average and score a lot of runs, but really the steals give him that sort of cross category, Mm-hmm. juice for right. rotisserie leagues um so that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on mm-hmm. i'm kind of curious like how many steals the a's have attempted this year compared to other teams we'll have to dig into yeah, that
1: i don't know offhand um
0: yeah but um we'll see yeah yeah and then you know i think Lazardo could still be a really good player um probably not this season but uh you know he's definitely got a lot of upside still um I just it's a weird deal for the Marlins because they already have so many good starting pitchers I I sort of didn't feel like they needed Lazardo; they probably needed uh, a young bat more
1: yeah they're like super stacked though and I think that from what we've seen this year this is you know a kind of um, their pitching development is top notch, and so I think if you want to bank on a on a uh, a bounce back from Lizardo, you know, if, talk about a, a buy low candidate. I think that um, he should be he sh- he should be a, a buy low candidate, um, and I think next year with you know that that ro- that Marlins rotation, whew, that's it's going to be on fire down there in Miami. I think. Yeah. Um, so.
0: you can never have too much pitching. I mean, it, you know, if they. If they want to trade a starter for a bat, that's something they'll always be able to do Mm -hmm. because teams are always teams always need reliable starting pitching. So especially young, controllable starting pitching.
1: Right. Right. Um, I do think one Um, kind of uh, just it's not like a really kind of a big name trade or anything. But I think um, Cesar Hernandez going to the um, the White Sox, I think, is interesting because um, he's basically hitting out of the two holes so he's he's in between um Tim Anderson and um Jose Abreu and I think that that'll be good for him in terms of of run product run production numbers you know um and he's kind of someone who may or may not be on fantasy teams uh based off of kind of what kind of uh uh how deep your league is um but uh he's also someone who is uh has a, I think, has been unlucky. And so he's, he's got like a 237 batting average right now, but he has a 263 BABIP and um, compared to a career 331. And he's someone that I think mm. could, um, you know, kind of in the, these next two months, you know, s- sitting on t- top of a, uh, you know, the, the White Sox lineup, um, you could see a nice little bump in production for him, I think, maybe rest of season. But that's not like a you know, big yeah. name trader thing. But I think that it's something to keep an eye on for him. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, I, I mean, his his power has really surprised mm-hmm. me. I mean, he has mm-hmm. 18 home runs already this season, which is already a career high. His previous career yep. high was 15, and he had to have, you know, almost 300 more plate appearances just to get to 15. So, uh, you know, it's weird. He seems like a totally different player than he used to be. I mean, mm-hmm. he used to be this high average uh, with speed kind of a guy. Um, Mm -hmm. without much power now all of a sudden he's got all this power but he's but he's not hitting for average or and he has zero steals this year so uh, and he had zero steals last year too so i think the the lack of stolen bases is a little bit concerning just because it's it's kind it's a little harder for me to see how this approach if he's truly kind of selling out for power Mm -hmm. how that's i don't i'm not sure that's going to be a net positive um, from a fantasy perspective, yeah. uh, at least in leagues where where steals matter.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But but no, you're right though. I mean, that's that White Sox lineup, especially with uh, you know Eloy Jimenez and then mm-hmm. um, you know maybe Lewis Robert coming back eventually too. I mean, that's that's an exciting lineup. Like if you can be in the hitting in the top half of that lineup, you're going to score a, a ton of runs. Yeah. 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 Um, and then uh, we should get to closers but first Mm -hmm. I did want to mention one big starting pitcher that moved and that's Jose Barrios um, was dealt from the Twins to the Blue Jays Uh, you know I think the the uh, the Twins got some pretty good prospects back in that deal but what do you think about um, Jose Barrios uh, in uh, Toronto
1: I think you know I I do think it's kind of an interesting move I think you know that's a team that is offensively it's super stacked <laughs> you know it's like you really can't go wrong with that with that lineup and it's a team that really needed to make um I think pitching moves both in the kind of um with its starting rotation as well as in the in the bullpen um you know I I like Barrios um he does uh he doesn't have a Great he pitched he pitched well I think in his last outing. Um but he doesn't really have a great record against track record against kind of AL East teams, so that may be right. kind of difficult. Um kind of down down the road being in the A L East. Um so I don't know. I kind of am kind of taking a wait and see approach with it because he's been playing lights out this year. Um and uh but I don't I don't know. I don't know if his if he can kind of out pitch his his uh previous pitching history with the, with the AL East um mm-hmm. so i you know i don't know i would have liked to them i would have liked to see the um, the blue jays kind of do a little bit more or get another kind of solid kind of starter if they could because i think that they it's really kind of it's still kind of their their pitching is still I think has some holes in it, you know, and they, I know with their bullpen, they got, um, you know, Brad hand from the nationals. Um, But um, I don't know if it's, it's enough. I don't think that he's enough Hmm. for them to kind of like, like on the, on the pitching end. I don't know. What do you think? I don't don't know
0: if I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I I think it was a pretty huge move. Um, From a fantasy perspective, I do share some of the same concerns that you have. I, I don't think it's a, a, plus for Brias's fantasy value i think uh it might be a slight uh downgrade for him um you know i think he's a good enough pitcher that he's going to succeed anywhere he pitches but yeah. uh I, but i don't think he's quite dominant enough that he can you know have the same level of success anywhere he pitches you know you put Max Scherzer in in Toronto and I'd say he's still going to be amazing you Mm -hmm. know you put Jose Barrios in Toronto and like he's he's still probably going to have a sub four ERA but it could be high threes you know instead of low threes kind of a thing um and uh but but looking at it from a real life perspective I mean I I've really been impressed by Robbie Ray this season I think he uh he has really transformed himself into a, a far superior pitcher to what he used to be mm-hmm. uh, and Hunjin Ryu has had his ups and downs this year but we know he's uh, a, a reliable pitcher you know so I feel like that's a pretty strong top three and then you hope that Alec Manoa can kind of uh, settle in um, and if not uh, you know Ross Stripling is a pretty solid four as well so I, I actually think that they I mean it's hard to fault the Blue Jays when they when they paid up um, some pretty good prospects to get um, you know, one of the best starting pitchers on the market. I mean, uh, you know, obviously he's not quite in Scherzer's class, but who is really? Yeah. So, um, I think that Barrios was a pretty huge piece to land.
1: Yeah. I still don't know if it's enough. I don't, you know, um, but I guess we'll see. I, I hope it, it is. I'm really pulling for the Blue Jays. Um, it's kind of a, a surprise team to, um, you know, to, to kind of make a, make a playoff push and stuff. So, um, and, you know, I like the narrative of them kind of going back to Rogers Center and playing in front of, you know, their home fans for the first time since, like, 2019. And so yeah. I like it. I'm all, like, I'm all for the Blue Jays. I just, I, I don't know. We'll see. I think, I don't know if it'll be enough. Um,
0: I think I think also with the Blue Jays, they I think they are trying to balance, like, going all in this year versus, like, the long term. Because, I mean, like you said, the core of that offense are, is very mm-hmm. young. And they, they should be able to compete for an extended period of time and I think that Berea probably appealed to them because uh you know he'll he'll be under team control again next season so it's not just a two-month rental or anything like that yeah. um so you know I, and maybe they can make other moves in the offseason to beef up their 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 starting pitching a little bit more but I also think getting Brad Hand you know is a nice move mm-hmm. um you know uh Jordan Romano had been doing uh decently since taking over the closer job but uh you know hand is is um he's not quite as good as he used to be but he's still a very reliable late inning reliever who's been in pressure situations and, and has that veteran experience and and he has been having a pretty darn good season overall so yeah. um so i think that's another you know useful move for them do you think and that maybe they, that's do a good think... up oh, oh go ahead
1: well, yeah, we can kind of stick with close doesn't say, do you think that they basically will kind of split saves now between like Hand and Romano?
0: Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. Um, I, if they do, then that would be bad news for Hand because he's the left-hander, mm-hmm. so I would guess that um, Roma, if it's a strict platoon that way, then I would think Romano would actually get more chances than Hand. But I, I don't think that's really what's going to happen. I actually think they're going to... Um, use hand as the primary closer. Cause yeah. I think he's just, uh, he's just got that experience. Like Romano just isn't, um, I don't know. He just didn't quite have enough time to establish himself yeah. as the closer um, before they acquired a big name like hand. So um, that's, that's my guess, but honestly it's very hard to say. I mean, these kind of things, uh, unless you get some sort of quote directly from the manager uh you know, there's a lot of different ways it can go. So they're both absolutely should be rostered in any league that counts saves right now.
1: Yeah, I know when we were talking on our uh, previous podcast with the, the MLB trade rumors, I was really pulling for Kimbrel, you know, to go uh, the Blue Jays way. He didn't go the Blue Jays way. Um, but he did go, you know, he crossed town and went to the South Side and was in now is a, a White Sox. What do you think of that move?
0: I mean, I think it's it was surprising. I mm-hmm. think I think it's a good. I mean, I think it's a good real life move for the White Sox. I mean, Kimbrel is a well. L- let me put it this way: it's a good real life real life move for the White Sox for winning this season. Yes. I mean, may, you could argue that trading Nick Madrigal might have been. Uh, an you know mm-hmm. uh, a lot to give okay. up to mm-hmm. to get Kimbrell uh, when you already have a dominant closer in Liam Hendricks I mean it wasn't a gaping need for them but we have seen in the past uh, teams like you know like the Yankees for example they have invested in multiple uh, big name uh, relievers closers in the past and had good success with that strategy mm-hmm. uh, you know I think if you can sort of shut the game down from the sixth inning on, uh, that's a good recipe for success, especially uh, nowadays where not that many starters go deep into games anyway. So um, the value of Kimbrel and uh, pairing with Hendricks is is very significant. Um, for the White Sox, who have a real chance to win the whole thing this year. Um, But, like, from a fantasy perspective, it's kind of disastrous. I mean, uh, it means both Kimbrel and Hendricks take a pretty sizable fantasy hit. Mm -hmm. I mean, because they're going to split save chances. So, uh, you know, I think, I mean, they're both going to put up such great ratios that they're still going to be very valuable. Um, But by the end of the year, you're probably talking, like, five fewer saves for each of them or something like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you would still think that um, if there's a split that Hendricks still gets the majority of splits just because he had signed. you know, He's got a nice contract with them. And I feel like he's been you know, he's been lights out and both pitchers have been lights out this week or this uh, year. But um, you would think he gets the nod more than Kimbrel. But um, I don't know. I guess it's something we'll have to kind of. Hard to say.
0: I mean, they also did just pay up a lot to get Kimbrel, so they want to justify that move. I feel like that
1: has to mess up, you know, kind of at least Liam Hendricks's head. That can't be good. You know, it's like if you're pitching and you've got all this confidence and you're doing really well and then, uh, you know, they bring in another top notch uh, closer. um, I don't know. I feel I don't know what I feel. I think that's I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: I'm gonna have to figure out next time I do my closer report, uh, you know where I'm, when how I'm gonna mm-hmm. rank these guys because I, I had going in the last pre-deadline uh, rankings, I had Kimbrell as my number one closer, and I had Hendricks as my number three closer with Hader in between. Mm-hmm. So now that they're on the same team, I mean, I think you're you're talking a committee and you move it down probably towards the back end of the top 10 so it's yeah but it's one of those things it's hard to know how to how to deal with yeah. it in real life or in fantasy <laughs> yeah. um but uh yeah so it, that was interesting though because honestly like kimbrell seemed like the one closer who no matter where he got traded was going to continue to close mm-hmm. and now that's not really true <laughs> i mean he's yeah. gonna he's gonna share closing duties uh and then some of the other guys who i thought were certainly uh, not going to be closing with their new teams actually landed in spots where they could. Um, so I think one, one uh, is Ian Kennedy mm-hmm. okay. uh, who the Rangers traded to Philly. Uh, you know, if, Ke- if Ian Kennedy had gone to, uh, you know, cause I think on our last show we went through the list of contenders and it was kind of like mm-hmm. most of the contenders already had closers mm-hmm. that were better than Ian Kennedy, but we didn't really think of the Phillies as a team that was going to be going all in and they decided to do that. Mm-hmm. And they, they, uh, you know, they, they they parted with Spencer Howard and some other prospects to, to get Kyle Gibson, Andy and Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a, uh, it, you know, those are some good, good players to acquire. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, I think Kennedy's probably the favorite for saves now in Philly. I think uh, Ranger Suarez, uh, you know, they di- I guess they didn't view him as their closer. And it sounds like they're going to move him into a different role now, um, you know. We can officially declare Hector Neris dead now. Uh, (laughs) Can we? I feel like you never
1: really know. (laughs) Well, uh, at this point, I think with,
0: I mean, after they traded for Kennedy, I I think he's, I think he's the guy there now, which is, uh, you know, he's going to end up being completely underrated once again this season when all of a sudden, when the dust settles, he's going to end up uh, having as good a season as he had with the Royals in 2019. It's amazing.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's crazy, too, because then you look like a team like Houston. I mean, they really bulked up, and they kind of acquired pitchers from every which way, and, um, you know, you think Presley's still going to close, right? They're just basically kind of bulking up up depth there. Yeah,
0: I, I I, think so, yeah. yeah. I don't think I, – I, Presley's been too good. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's not like they – I mean, Kendall Graveman is like – a good pitcher, but I, he's not the kind. Like, if they had traded for Kimbrell, then I'd be worried about Presley. I'm yeah. not worried about Presley based on Kendall Graveman.
1: Yeah. And they brought in, you know, Yimmy Garcia and, um, yeah. So, I don't think, yeah, I mean, I don't think that he's going to to supplant, uh, Presley, but they, they definitely kind of bulked up depth wise, which is, which is smart because they didn't necessarily have to get, uh, like a new closer, you know, they didn't necessarily yeah. need a huge upgrade.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they did a similar thing, honestly, to what the what the White Sox did by mm-hmm. getting Kimbrel. They they just they bulked up the back end of their bullpen, uh, and you know those are going to be tough teams in in the playoffs. If you're down a run to the White Sox or the Astros in the seventh eighth inning, you're in trouble. You know, so I think that those those are the kind of moves that can really help. And and uh, you know, Boston also went out and traded for Hansel That's Robles right, yeah. to. Uh, Pair with Matt Barnes and Adam Ottavino, mm-hmm. so you know. All the, I think a lot of these contending AL teams uh, decided that the the place in the market where they could really most effectively uh, improve their teams was in the in the back end of the bullpen.
1: Yeah, and then in so in say like the Mariners, do you think that that's Diego Castillo's job, or you'll see a, a um, kind of a split between him and Paul Sewald, or? What do you
0: think? I mean, Drew Steckenrider was kind of part of that conversation too, mm-hmm. honestly. But I, I, I think, the Mariners are—they're as hard a team to to figure out what, to decipher as the Rays are. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just—they're zigging when you think they're going to zag. You know, um, to 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 go and trade Kendall Graveman and then turn around and acquire Diego Castillo <laughs> was yeah. sort of a head scratcher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I I would figure since they paid out for Castillo that they're gonna he will be the primary closer, but it may not be like a um, he may not have every single save. You know, I could still see see Walder Steckenrider getting a safe chance here or there, but um, you know, I think Castillo is the one. He's the only one that I would call like a must roster pitcher right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's a lot of other situations that are totally up in the air now too, based on these deals. You know. Um, I think the twins trading uh, Hansel Robles when they uh, had already lost Taylor Rogers uh, to an injury mm-hmm. uh, makes that situation complete. I mean, they had these two really good closers and now they have zero neither of them. So it's, is, does Alex Colony get the job back now? I mean, he, they brought him in in the offseason to be the closer, but he was awful early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tyler Duffy is kind of a solid option there as well. So, I mean, I, I could see either of those two guys, uh, kind of emerging mm-hmm. as the, as the guy, um, down the stretch for the twins, uh, you know, they're not, they're not a good team, but they're not an awful team. So they'll, cre- they'll create some save chances, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're really scrounging around for saves, I think either of those guys are, you know, decent roll of the dice kind of, uh, options to look at. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you have a lot of other situations, too. I mean, the, so you, you mentioned that the Marlins traded uh, Yumi Garcia. So now that, that bullpen is very ambiguous. I mean, you've got Anthony Bender, Dylan Floro, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even Anthony Bass factors back in. I mean, that that's that could really go. Yeah, that, <laughs> that might just end up being a committee the rest of the season. And it's probably um, Bender is ex- you want to
1: chase, though, right? I mean, or do you think
0: it's well? I have Bender in our okay. league, so I yeah. guess I am chasing it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he's just a really talented pitcher, um, and he has a great strikeout rate and good ratios. So I kind of feel like he has a little standalone value, even if he's not their exclusive closer. Yeah, Safe to be so a that's kind of why. Yeah. yeah, like when the when when you have a situation that's as like ambiguous as that one is, and it's a team that's kind of middle of the pack but not not great not awful um it's a lot more appealing to invest if like the pitcher's actually going to help you elsewhere besides saves and right. that's that's sort of why i'm interested in bender but it's one of those things after the trade deadline i don't mind adding some of these guys for a week just to see what happens because we should know a lot more about some of these situations in a week than yeah. we know right now yeah. some of them will be committees all year though mm-hmm. um the other closer i wanted to bring up that i thought for sure was not going to be a closer after the trade deadline, but maybe he will be now is uh, Richard Rodriguez, who the pirates traded to the Braves. Um, you know, Will you Smith think he'll be a closer as... down there. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it could go either way. Really. Uh, you know, Will Smith, um, his number, his surface stats are not as good as Richard Rodriguez's mm-hmm. surface stats are this season. I think Will Smith is a better pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Will Smith has gotten better as the season has gone along. So his numbers have been trending in the right direction. Uh, and Richard Rodriguez's numbers have been trending in the wrong direction because he's not as good as Will Smith. I mean, he he had some ridiculous scoreless inning streak to start the season. And since then, he's yeah. kind of been more what we tend to expect from Richard Rodriguez. So, um, But I don't know. I, I think it could be – I mean – Keep in mind, Will Smith is also left handed. So, mm-hmm. uh, if they want to play matchups in the ninth, that might mean Rodriguez actually gets a, f- a, a few more opportunities than Smith. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's, that's true. one we have to watch. Yeah. I, I mean, think it could have been I've... like
1: that old school kind of Chris Martin and Will Smith thing and just kind of play some matchups, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe they'll do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think both of those guys should be rostered for the time being. I mean, yeah. the Braves are a, a decent team that should win some games. And, uh, you know, I. I do think Richard Rodriguez is not, like, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but he's at least, like, a solid pitcher, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, of course, that opened up the Pirates situation, which we talked about David Bednar mm-hmm. on the last show. I think he steps into that job, but um, we can't really say that with certainty until he locks down a few saves.
1: Do you think it's um, Do you think it's Kyle Finnegan in Washington?
0: It does look that way right yeah. now, for sure, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I, they just don't really have anyone else uh, at this point. The book, <laughs> the like cupboard no is bare there. because they, they not only traded Brad Hand, they also traded Daniel Hudson, who was the guy who would probably have stepped in. Well, maybe one Soto probably, can he be definitely the would have stepped in if uh, if they had held on to him. Maybe one Soto hmm? can be the closer. He can be uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe he can. Maybe he can play every position in the <laughs> yeah. Field maybe he'll and do that too.
1: It'd be amazing.
0: <laughs> they should just call themselves the Washington Sotos.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, one is the loneliest number sad. over there. You know,
0: sad times. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I mean Texas traded Kennedy, so that that situation is a total mess now. I, I basically that's the one I'm just completely hands off. Right. I, I the, they're a bad team. Uh, they don't have good relievers. Uh, to I just don't think it's worth it mm-hmm. to you invest in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And then, t- and then Tampa is also really, uh, I mean, gosh, a contending team that trades away their closer. Yeah. The Rays are going to Ray. The Rays huh? are
1: going to Ray, you know.
0: That's seriously raying.
1: It, it is, is is, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just kind of a carousel of arms over there right now. I mean, right? Is there is there a leader? Like, who do you see as, as... – is it possible? To uh, I think currently
0: it's Whistler is, okay. or Kittredge. Okay. Um, you know, Springs just uh, landed on the IL again, I believe. Okay. Um, so I, yeah, but the guy I'm interested in there is actually Nick Anderson, who is currently on the IL, Uh, but he is working his way back. I think he's going to be back pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I mean, he was really their best pitcher or their best reliever, uh, heading into the season before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he just, um, he's on a re- minor league rehab assignment right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's coming back from a partially torn UCL. So we've talked about pitcher injuries on the show plenty. And it's one of those things where it's like, uh, maybe they come back and reaggravate, it and then they're just done, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, but I do think with relievers, it's a little bit easier to come back from those kind of injuries. Cause, um, it's just, you don't have to, uh, put the same amount of um strain on your arm like uh, as as starters do mm-hmm. um so i think i think he may be able to come back and be be their closer for the final month or six weeks do you think of the he's season.
1: a good kind of spec stash for redraft well
0: especially yeah well especially because if you have il spots mm-hmm. in your league then you can just like i've got him stashed i mean you can just pick him up and it's like a free it's like a free yeah. space you know it's yeah. free parking yeah. so um so yeah, I would definitely recommend it if you have an IL spot. And otherwise you can probably afford to wait unless it's one of those leagues where like every single save is like desperately uh fought for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's a lot of uh it's a lot of situations to to uh to look at there with the I mean the Cubs we didn't even get to either. Uh yeah. But I don't I don't like that situation much <laughs> at all. So I, it's not quite as bad as the Rangers, but um, it's not one that I'm I'm rushing out to get involved in. It looks like Cody Hewer is currently the favorite. Rex Brothers has great stuff and a really awesome strikeout rate, but he's been just getting hit really hard this year. Mm-hmm. And then Kyle Ryan picked up this stray save, um, but I I think uh, I don't know who knows. Maybe he'll end up being like the next like shocking uh you know soft tossing left-handed reliever to to take over a closer job but i wouldn't i wouldn't really bet on it
1: yeah that'd be kind of interesting um yeah Yeah. it's a lot to uh process and i think a lot to watch especially you know in this next week and kind of see how some of these bullpen uh pull back excuse me bullpens play out (laughs)
0: absolutely absolutely um any other big deadline deals that you wanted to discuss before close up shop here
1: I think it was a lot I think we've gone through a lot and um, you know like I like we, we talked about at kind of the top of the hour it was just um, it's a, you know it was a crazy uh, trade deadline this year but it was fun to watch and it's it'll be fun to see how this stuff kind of plays out and um, see how uh, some of these teams do you know in this final two months of the uh, of the season
0: absolutely i did remember one more the no. blue jays also acquired joaquin soria from the diamondbacks oh, right. yeah. uh, so i think that opens up the diamondbacks situation again it's probably tyler clippard is the name to know mm-hmm. there
1: former national yeah
0: mm-hmm. i know right yeah. <laughs> oh man we could yeah. go on and on with closers let's let's close up shop let's, let's, yeah let's, let's
1: let's let's close up the closers right now <laughs>
0: close it up close it up nothing to see here yeah okay. moving on all right we all right well thank you all for listening uh you can uh follow me on twitter at andrew underscore seifter
1: and i'm at L- at lk auerbach and as always if you can rate and review uh that would be uh great uh and we thank you for your time in advance
0: absolutely and we'll we'll uh, keep chugging along we'll have some new rest of season rankings out in the next couple weeks mm-hmm. um we're still um churning out some waiver wire uh articles uh to help you uh win your leagues and uh, if you do happen to play fantasy football we have uh, a new set of uh, fantasy football rankings Mm -hmm. for the 2021 season hot off the presses Mm -hmm. uh, for you to check out at Mm rosrankings.com
1: it's football time football time is here
0: that's right well thank you all for listening and we will talk to you soon bye guys you've been listening to the rest of season rankings podcast Go to www.rosrankings.com for more.